Skincare Sommeliers, your favorite bi-weekly skincare podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Natalie. And we are so excited because it is our 20th episode. Woo! It's kind of crazy to think that we're already at episode 20. And I'm really excited because I was checking out our stats today and we've got over 5,000 listens from all of you. So thank you so much for listening. We get really pumped when we see all of the, the listening, when we get comments and DMs from you on Instagram. We're really going to celebrate that with today's episode. Yeah, today we're going to answer some of your burning skincare questions. And you guys sent us a lot of really, really good questions. We're really excited to go through them with you. Good. Well, before we jump in to all of these great questions that you sent us, I want to do our wine pairing. And so in service of kind of the question mark, I thought, let me do a wine that most people won't be familiar with in the U.S. And actually even outside the U.S., it's not that well known of a wine but it's an Austrian wine called Blaufrankisch. And I'm not even going to recommend like a brand or anything to you because they're actually really hard to find. So I would say, go to your local wine shop and ask if they have a Blaufrankisch. Like if there's like a Total Wines or here in Chicago, we go to Binnie's, but like a really big wine store, check out the Austrian section and try to find a Blaufrankisch. 2017 is a really good year if you can get it. But again, because there aren't a ton of Blau Frankish in the U.S. I would say just get the, the best one you can find. They're really bold, tannic, kind of meaty wines, and they've got a really nice balance of earthiness and fruitiness. So give it a try and let us know what you think. Cool. So let's jump into our questions now that everybody's pouring themselves a glass of wine. Um, the first question that we got, um, this one's for you, Jessica. Mm. What are the best facial cleansers? Yeah, I do love this one. I think it's worth we talk about both oil and foaming cleansers because we do love a double cleanse. Love a double cleanse, must do a double cleanse. Absolutely. And I want to start with um, the oil cleansers. I am a big fan. I recently tried, and by the way, this is not a hot take. A lot of people like this cleansing balm, but it's the Pharmacy Green Clean Cleansing Balm. It's got a really nice, like, fresh smell. It comes out really nicely. It's, it, like, really melts into your skin super well. And it just does a great job of taking off like sunscreen, moisturizer. If you have any makeup on, it's really effective. Yeah. And the one that I am a fan of is also a cleansing balm and it is the Botanics Hot Cloth Cleansing Balm. It's 97% organic rose hip oil. And so it smells really great. And like Jessica was just saying, just like melts really beautifully into your skin and is like a very nice light floral scent. I feel like we're both of the mind that like after a bad day, like just rubbing the oil cleanser into your face, is just like, it's a good thing. And sometimes, yeah. you, know, sometimes like, you overdo it a little bit because, you know, maybe it's a long day. Yeah. You got to treat yourself with a little facial massage, you know? Spot on. Okay. On the foaming cleanser side, which is kind of the traditional cleanser that most people think of, there are two that I'm a big fan of. And I, I would use honestly pretty interchangeably. The first one is Philosophy's Purity Cleanser. It's just a great basic cleanser, not very expensive. You can find it just about everywhere. Um, It absolutely does the job. And then the other one that I've recently gotten into is Fresh Soy Cleanser. I've gotten down a bit of a like (laughs) rabbit hole with Fresh. Like I've been buying a lot of Fresh products recently. I think they're really good. And this soy cleanser does an amazing job of cleansing really well without stripping your face. So if you're in the market for cleansers, I would say check those out. Okay. 
Next one has to be for you, Natalie, because I just know that you love toner. We got the question and it's a good one. What is toner? I love a good toner. It is a very underrated step that I think everybody obviously should do twice a day. Um, and it's so important because toner is what you do right after a cleanser and it is rebalancing your pH and your skin. And it's prep basically prepping your skin so you can absorb all of the nutrients and ingredients that you're putting on afterwards. So critical. So critical. It's making all of your skincare go deeper and better into your skin. And it also helps take anything left on your skin after cleansing. So if there's like any film left or you didn't get something off, it's helping take off that any remaining like um, dirt or impurities. So super, 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 super important. There's a lot of toners that do multiple things. Um, They're double duty products, as we like to say. So you'll see some of them like might help with hydration, might have a little bit of like exfoliating action. And so you're getting so much out of like a single product. We love double duty. Did I tell you actually one of my big wins of 2020, and let's be honest, like nobody had a lot of big wins in 2020, but one of mine was that I actually got my husband to start using toner this year. No, that's amazing. It's huge. It's huge. So if nothing else comes with this podcast, we got Greg to start using toner. Wow. Honestly, that's a win. We can just stop now. <laughs> we can just <laughs> up and go home. <laughs> one of the other questions we got, and I think you should take this one in the toner vein, is like, do you use a toner before applying a mask? And obviously there's a couple different types of masks, but what's your take on that one? No matter the type of mask, you should always do toner before you put on the mask. Similar to what we were just saying, toners, toners making sure that you can actually absorb all the nutrients in a product. And so like a mask, you're putting it on to get like more hydrated skin, better, t- better skin tone. You're like, you're trying to do stuff to your skin. And anytime, anytime you're trying to do stuff, you should always put a toner on before. Yeah. I honestly, I'll do it. If I'm doing a wash off mask, I'll do toner before, just as you said. And then once I wash it off, I'm like, heck, let's just throw a little more toner on because I just want to make sure I get all the good stuff out of the next products. And you just, you just can't be too careful. Yeah. And toners are also typically like pretty cheap. Okay. Now I'll get off of my toner soapbox. Next question. Can you mix AHAs and BHAs? So the answer is yes, but with a caveat, you can definitely mix AHAs and BHAs, but for those who have listened and those who know skincare, AHAs and BHAs are basically chemical exfoliants. They're going to kind of like get in there and get out any impurities and help with skin cell turnover. If you do an AHA product and a BHA product separately, sometimes that's actually too much for your skin and it can irritate the skin. But if you find a product that pre-mixes those ingredients, then they're going to make sure that they're at the right levels to not cause too much irritation on your skin. And a lot of chemical exfoliators are both. You all have heard me talk about one of my favorite products that has just been huge for like improving my skin tone and texture, which is the Dr. Dennis Gross exfoliating peel pads. I'm absolutely obsessed with these. These have both AHAs and BHAs in them, but at the right mix. So it doesn't irritate my skin. Okay. Let's talk about a product that we actually haven't talked that much about on this podcast and we'll just have to do an episode on it. But we'll do the quick and dirty version now, which is, it's all about essence. And the question we got is, is essence necessary? 
to say necessary, I think would be a little bit of a stretch. Honestly, nothing but your classic CTM cleanse tone moisturize is necessary, but we would really recommend doing in essence and adding that into your routine. When you think about K-beauty, one of the really unique things about a K-beauty regimen is essence. And it's because essence is this liquid that is so packed with good stuff. It helps with skin cell turnover, has a lot of double duty properties, helps with like skin tone. It just is a really, really good product. And in K-beauty, it's considered as important, if not more important than serums. So we would definitely recommend adding it in. And if you're like me and you like a good mist, one product that I've been trying recently is an Aqua Licorice pH Balancing Essence Mist. It is so fun to put on. It smells really great. And, you know, you're getting some essence action. Yeah, I love, like, I feel like mists are almost always toner, which I mean, hey, we love as well. I keep one on my desk. You just saw me use it. Mm-hmm. but I love that this is an essence mist because it's like a, just a different form. And obviously, as you said, essence has so much good stuff in it. So that's, that's really nice. The essence that I use, and again, like not a hot take, this is a really popular product in K-Beauty is the Misha Time Revolution essence. And like a lot of essences, it uses like fermentation properties to help with that skin cell turnover and like a lot of brightening and skin texture improvements. So I'm a big, big fan of this essence. Let's move on to the next question. And this is such a hot topic. I'm glad that this one came up, which is how do you deal with mask me? I feel like so many of us are facing a lot more breakouts on like chin and lower cheek areas. And I feel like we've both discovered a lot of good tips over the last few months for dealing with this. Yeah, I'll give two tips. So tip number one, wash your face before and after you have a mask on. That's making sure that you're cleansing your pores and making sure you're not getting too much buildup. And especially if you're wearing a mask for an extended period of time, I think that's super, super important to do. Um, The second tip I'll give, and I think this one has been a really, really big game changer for me and something that I found very effective if you have oilier skin is actually using lighter products on that part of your face that's being covered by a mask. I actually have been playing around with the level I need to mix aloe in my moisturizer so that it's a little bit lighter around my mouth, chin area than maybe on like my forehead on my cheeks where the mask isn't on all the time. Yeah. I know you've been having to wear sometimes your mask for like most of the day or like many, many hours. I think that's been a real game changer for you. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, I think it's made it where when I take my mask off, my, my pores don't feel clogged. Um, and I think when I was just using my normal summer skincare products, crazy enough, it was too much. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, but at the same time, like you point out the right thing, which is you should still be using a moisturizer. Don't completely neglect it, but you can kind of lighten it up by mixing in some aloe, which is great. Some of the products that in addition to that have been really helpful and important for me. First off, anything that aids skin cell turnover. I mean, I feel like if there were three most used words on this whole podcast, they might be skin cell turnover. Love skin cell turnover. Love skin cell turnover for all the right reasons. It's so important for skin tone, skin texture, but also for reducing breakouts. So 
Anything that helps the skin cell turnover is going to be really important here. Exfoliation, whether it's physical or chemical, is really good. Um, retinol has also been really important for me. It's a great way to prevent or treat um, acne in problem areas. So I've been definitely like putting extra of some of my retinol products on like my chin and lower cheeks. And then the other thing that I've tried for the first time, it's a very popular product, but it's typically for people with oilier skin is niacinamide. That's an ingredient that you can find in quite a few products, but uh, you know me, I love the ordinary and the ordinary does have a really nice cheap version of just a straight niacinamide product that has helped me kind of regulate oil production on my skin, especially when I'm wearing a mask. So I've been a big fan of that. The one watch out here is that niacinamide can reduce the potency of vitamin C if you're also using that. So I do like vitamin C in the morning and then niacinamide at night. So just that's like a little watch out. The last thing, which you heard us talk about on our acne episode, I'm still a huge fan of pimple patches, both because they just do an amazing job of like sucking out all the impurities and helping you clear up that pimple without popping because we do not pop, but also because it stops your hand from going there and touching it, which I know when I'm breaking out, like I, I'm like always touching it. I can't help myself. So it's a really good way of keeping it like clean from your hands while also drawing out the impurities. And Natalie, I know you've actually started using my favorite, the Rael pimple patches during this time. And I feel like so validated because I think you love them. Yeah. I'm very sad that I need them. So like take a moment of silence for my skin there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they are really magical. I never doubted you. I will never doubt you ever again. Um, you're They're really great too, because you can't tell you're wearing them on Zoom. So mm -hmm. I'll literally be sitting in a day of Zooms and have them on my face. That's one of the reasons I like the Rael in particular, because some of the other ones are like, they stand out a little bit more and these just really like fade into your skin well. The next question is, how do you try and test new products? Which is such a good question. The first thing is, and I, I feel like a lot of people have heard this before, but patch test. So what does patch test mean? Take a tiny bit of whatever that product is and try it on like an inconspicuous area on your face and just make sure you don't have any kind of bad reaction to it. I think that's always step one and maybe try that a couple days in a row before you start putting it on your whole face. After that, the really important thing is like, you can't change anything else in your routine when you're trying this new product, because otherwise you won't know what caused any change. And I have like a pretty funny example of this from this summer where a lot of my products ran out at the same time. And I had a bunch of new stuff that I wanted to try. And so I started trying all these new products and I was breaking out like crazy. And so I was texting Natalie about, it. I don't know what happened. And I actually had to strip back my whole routine to just cleanse, tone, moisturize, which you can imagine for somebody like me with like an 11 step routine was devastating. So I stripped it back and had to add in every product slowly over time. And I was really struggling. I couldn't figure out what happened. I realized later that the issue was I had actually run out of my retinol serum and I hadn't replaced that. And because again, retinol helps with hashtag skin cell turnover, I was actually just missing the retinol and all the other products were fine. So big takeaway here, don't change anything else in your routine when you're trying something new, because otherwise it's really hard to isolate the impact. Yeah. And the other thing that I'll just add here 
is one of the reasons why Jessica and I love shopping at Sephora is because you can return products if they don't work out well. So we've both definitely taken advantage of this um, and returned products that we try react we react poorly to or we don't see like great results from obviously like honor code don't return it once you've used like over half of the product but if you try something out for a week or so and you realize that it's not working out well you can always return at sephora yeah it's something i really really appreciate about them okay last question and i love this one natalie what is your desert island product me being me i took this very, very literally, like what would be the products I would need on a, like a desert island. Um, Jessica's also smiling because she knows I take literally everything literally. (laughs) So I think if I was on a desert island, the product that I would need to have is sunscreen. It being an island, like UV rays, come on, can't get that sun damage. The sunscreen that I would take with me is a pharmacy green defense daily mineral sunscreen. It's a sunscreen that I love and use every single day. So I would definitely take that with me. I was actually, my first initial reaction to this question was I would try to find a moisturizer that had SPF in it as well, but I couldn't think of any because I don't typically use a moisturizer with SPF. So if you have a recommendation, let me know in case I get stuck on a deserted island. I love that. I took it slightly less literally, but I was like, okay, so if I'm on a desert island, um, probably nobody's ever going to see me ever again. So like wrinkles, not a concern, but moisture big concern um so i'm just gonna get like tan af but i gotta have my dr robux no worries cream that moisturizer is just so good like after a day out in the sun you just feel like you're soaking in so much good moisture so i'm just gonna assume i can cleanse well and then i'm just gonna hit myself with that dr robux no worries cream all day every day hopefully we just get stuck on the same desert island and then That way we have moisturizer and sunscreen. That would be ideal. But then I'd be like, maybe I also need retinol. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, excellent. Well, that is our episode. We had so much fun answering your questions. Uh, We didn't get to answer all of them today. So to those of you who submitted additional questions, we'll definitely try to do this again. We had a lot of fun Uh, and keep them coming. Feel free to comment or DM us on Instagram. Um, and we're also really excited to preview our next episode. Natalie, do you want to unveil what we're going to be talking about? Yes, people. It is that time of year. The Sephora sale is coming. We are prepping our shopping carts and we are so excited to talk about what products we're going to buy with you guys. Be on the lookout for that episode. Um, our wallets are already mad at us. Very mad, but our skin is very excited. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Don't forget to check us out wherever you get podcasts every two weeks. And of course, you can find us on Instagram at Skincare Sommeliers. You can find all of our product recommendations, as always, at SkincareSommeliers.com. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye.